It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on North Shore 104.9. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor here to help you with your car problems on this Saturday morning, uh, depending on where you are. Maybe it's nice, maybe it's cloudy, maybe it's hazy, maybe it's sticky, who knows. Um, but hopefully you're <coughs> you're listening on uh, North Shore 104.9, the app. You can tell your smart speaker to uh, just tune in to North Shore 104.9 and it will find it. It's, those smart speakers are pretty smart. Or you can tune in to just plain old crystal clear FM on 104.9. If you want to find previous programs, you can find them on the North Shore 104.9 webpage, or you can go to my podcast page, which is johnfpaul.podbean.com, and, or you can just Google Car Doctor Radio and you'll find it. And you can find all kinds of stuff there. So you can find past programs. You can find some things that I'm calling bonus programs right now where little interviews that I do during the week that maybe don't make it to radio. I did one this week with uh, Chris Martin from Honda about the 2022 Honda Civic, specifically uh, focusing on the um, airbag system that was in it. I thought that was thought that was pretty interesting. Also, I talked to somebody from General Motors this week. Um, no, I'm sorry. I talked to somebody from Ford this week about the Ford pickup truck, the F-150 pickup truck, that's in a new uh, video game. And uh, I'm not a video gamer, so I was a little, I was a little out of my element. Well, we'll have to check with Biff later to see how much video gaming you do. He's, that, that, that would be none. <laughs> that would be none? <laughs> well, that would be well none. anyway, yeah. <laughs> but right now... We have Mark Grosso with us. Mark is, um, I don't know, I'll let him try to explain what he is, but I know him from the New England Motor Press Association. Uh, he writes a column for the Boston Herald and many, many, many other papers that are affiliated with the Boston Herald called Grosso's Garage. And, Mark, you've had some really interesting stuff in Grosso's Garage lately. Yes, sir. Good morning, John. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. Yeah, Grosso's so, been uh, pretty busy for sure. Yeah, so so you're you're not well. I guess you write about cars, so that makes you an auto writer. But that's not your your real background. Isn't really auto writing, is it? No, I'm actually uh, I'm actually a finance guy. Uh, been the uh, controller for the Boston Herald and the Media News Group organization for a couple of years now, and. Uh, to be honest, I'm actually uh, the real doctor. I uh, I actually have a doctorate in business administration finance. So yeah, I'm the uh, I'm the finance guy. There, there you go. There you go. Well, I'm the fake doctor, and all I have is a certificate that says I'm a fake doctor. So I'm also I'm also a I'm also I'm also a fake minister too, just in case uh, I. I uh, I spent a dollar to become a minister once, so you know I can do that too. So, uh, but anyway, you've had some really interesting stuff in the garage, including um, a Rolls Royce Ghost. What did you think of that? 
Yeah, we've had some uh, pretty interesting cars. Uh, you know, uh, the Bentley Bentley started it off with a uh, Bentega SUV that was really, really plush and luxury. And then uh, Rolls-Royce got involved and said, uh, hey, how about a Ghost? So we really enjoyed that. Uh, huge price tag of just under half a million dollars. But um, definitely a car that is uh, signifies luxury for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those cars that you look at it and you you kind of you kind of say, "How can this be possibly worth this kind of money?" Until you find out some of some of how those cars get put together. I I remember reading about um, one of the Rolls Royce convertibles and the wood panel that came down to cover the top was some sort of special imported wood from Africa. And they used to um, they used to kind of drag it up a river because it was submerged wood, and they used to drag it up a river, and they didn't like the way it would get discolored doing that. So they literally rented elephants to bring the wood through Africa to some place. And I'm like, how much does that cost? You know, it's just the idea that that uh, uh, you know those you know that kind of detail. And you look at any of the you know trim inside where all the grain all matches i mean they're they're phenomenally built vehicles they they really are i mean i know it's pretty hard for anyone to justify a half a million dollar vehicle but they're they're pretty phenomenal when you look at them yeah they're definitely the epitome of luxury i mean at one time i know rolls royce was actually keeping extra wood from all of their vehicles that they were manufacturing and keeping them in a warehouse in case that vehicle got in a wreck they actually had matching wood that would go into that car so that they wouldn't have to displace it with a aftermarket or remanufactured piece um, they actually had the same grain stored away so i don't know if they still do that but that definitely tells you that they're invested heavily into what they're manufacturing yeah they there really is and um then you kind of look at you look at some of the other cars that you've driven recently and um, you know, it, and even if it's you know something like the uh, Ram TRX, um, you know that that is, uh, you know, that's just a crazy. You know, it's a you know, for want of a better word, it's it's just a it's it's a it's a truck that never needed to be built, but people are pretty happy they did. Yeah, you know that that when I wrote that story and uh, that published in the in the newspaper, it, you know that is like the beast of all of everything um that vehicle just it it rode great it had so much power it was comfortable it was designed right um it, you know the the team at fca and dodge they, they do one heck of a job and you can tell that for a vehicle like you said that didn't even need to be manufactured they hit it out of the park yeah they, they really did and i think i think part of that is you look at you're, you're right you look at the team that's at you know jeep and ram and uh, Jim Morrison, who's the who heads up Jeep now, he's just a real car guy. And his wife, um, I, I they I believe they they show horses. So he he wanted he wanted a truck that could uh, pull the horse trailer, but also turn heads at the same time. So I think that may have been a little pet project to his as well. Right, absolutely. You know, um, you know those guys just do a really really good job. You know, we even had the the bentley flying spur um which you know is another real nice luxury vehicle and you know everybody and every manufacturer sort of has their own niche and i'm sure you would agree you've driven a lot of vehicles as well you know every manufacturer just does 
what they do really well. And that's why their consumers, uh, you know, really, once they get into uh, a vehicle they like, such as, I mean, look at the Jeep Wranglers. You know, that's like a cult. I mean, people buy a Jeep Wrangler and they don't ever get rid of it. Or if they do, they get another one and their kid gets one and their their spouse gets one. And, you know, they take the doors off and they go off road and they uh, attend in all these jamborees and, and all these clubs. And it's, you know, it's really manufacturers really are doing it right these days. They keep their niche or their consumers happy and they market to those people and they, they really doing a good job. Yeah, they, they absolutely really are. One of the other cars I, I noticed that you had driven was the Mercedes uh, E-Class wagon, but it was a kind of special one. It was a E63 AMG wagon. Um, not not exactly a, a, a Chevy Kingswood estate. <laughs> you know, if you ever read any of my articles, I am a wagon and minivan lover. I think that they just have so much usability they really are comfortable. They can fit the whole family. They can move an apartment realistically. Um, you can load the kids up to go grocery shopping. You can take them to the baseball game. There's nothing like a wagon or a minivan. But in the in the instance of the Mercedes E-Class, you know, over 600 horsepower, uh, V8, twin turbo, ground pounding, earth shattering power. That's just unbelievable. The car looks good. The sight lines are great. Um, the visibility is really good, you know, similar to the Audi RS6 that I had, which was a wagon as well. I mean, unbelievable. Interior comfort, uh, usability, spacious. I think they look great. People think I'm crazy. Um, you know, I just had the Kia Carnival, which is the new, uh, the new minivan, or as they're calling it, the MPV, uh, multi-purpose vehicle from Kia. And, you know, the back seats recline. They go all the way down to a bed. Uh, you know, it's just the, what manufacturers are coming out with these days is just awesome because the consumer or the end user, as I like to call it, is has so many options for whatever they want. And when it comes to comfort, reliability, price-wise, warranty, dependability, you know, everybody has what they like and has what they enjoy. And I really think that consumers are really doing it well with how they're uh, keeping up with the times and making sure that their customers are happy and engage. They really do a good job at engaging customers. Yeah, they really do. And I, I guess the challenge now is that, you know, there is sort of a car shortage because of because of supply chain issues and, and semiconductor issues and all of that. But the, the idea to have some of these halo vehicles that are available, even if it's not to the point where everyone's going to buy one, the idea it still keeps, like you said, it still keeps that customer engaged. So not everybody's going to go out and buy an E63 AMG wagon, but maybe they're going to go out and buy an E-Class Mercedes that's that's a third the price because they they hear about things like the E63 AMG wagon. Exactly. You know, I, I had the Dodge Charger Red Eye Wide Body Hellcat a couple of weeks ago. You know, almost ninety thousand dollars almost 800 horsepower. Uh, I mean, the car is just unbelievable. But in the context of somebody who might not necessarily need all those things, a basic charger or an SXT or an RT is a perfect option for someone in their family. Um, granted, for the guy who wants, you know, the gearhead or somebody who wants a lot of power, you know, Dodge gives the ability to the consumer to say, hey, we got five or six different models. It all depends on what you're looking for. You want cloth seats? You want leather seats? You want... Uh, a lot of power, you don't need to necessarily power. So, you know, I think that, like you said, you know, consumers, 
really have what they're looking for and they have that you know endless ability to go and get what they want especially with this shortage you know uh, which is really you know it stinks because consumers are you know right now truck market is absolutely crazy uh, I mean, look at Cor- the Corvette market is is unbelievable because they can't get them and the prices are just crazy. But, you know, consumers are still buying them. Consumers are still ordering them and manufacturers are still making them. And that's what's important. Yeah, that that really is important. Let's let's talk a little bit more about you. How what what brought your kind of love affair for cars? How did how did you go from uh, having a doctorate's degree in finance to saying, you know, I, I think I think I might be a car guy. <laughs> so, uh, I'm the son of a auto mechanic, uh, an entrepreneur who has owned a auto and uh, tire business for uh, 30 plus years in the upstate New York region. And uh, in the idea of Grasso's Garage, um, you know, we actually have between my father and I, we actually have a stable of cars. We've always been real motorheads since I was brought up uh, from an original 66 Shelby Cobra signed by Carol Shelby to a. Uh, 69 Grand Prix with a four-speed, uh, 70 Corvette, uh, 2007 Z06 Corvette, a 2017 Z06 Corvette, uh, 2012 Grand Sport. You know, so we've had we have an array of vehicles in the family, and uh, always been a car guy. Always attended car shows in my life. Um, just sort of how I was brought up in the family, and uh, I really enjoy the the car. I'm, I'm more into the motors than I am of, of anything else, but. Uh, definitely a car guy brought up a car guy and had the opportunity from my company to uh take our column and uh sort of expand it into our uh footprint of media print and uh it's been it's been it's been fantastic i absolutely love it yeah no no it's it, it is it is really interesting again it's sort of you know you you look at your professional background and my old boss at AAA. you know he was a bentley graduate you know, he was the CFO at AAA for a while, then he was the CEO, but he also had probably 10 cars in his garage. You know, everything from, you know, uh, all three versions of the uh, Shelby Mustang Hertz version. So the 66 and the whatever came out next, the 70 something or other in the, in the, sure. the 2015 version. And, you know, as, as, you know, 66 El Camino because that was kind of unique in that one area. But then, right. you, know, I, you know, I was talking to him one day and he said, well, you know, I have my, uh, I have my Austin Healey 100. And I'm like, 100? That's kind of a unique car because it, it had curtains instead of windows. And he goes, right. yeah. And he, said, and he says, and I do all my own work. And I went to his garage one day, and sure enough, there's a sandblaster and, you know, all kinds of tools. And I'm like, you really do? And then I started looking at his cars, and he totally makes them better than they ever were when they came from the factory. He overstores everything. But just see, but it's kind of the same thing. It's like if somebody said, oh, you're, you know, you're, you're, you know, the CFO of a company, you're like, and a car guy that's kind of kind of kind of uh, something you wouldn't normally expect but uh the idea that you have this sort of stable of cars in your garage makes it makes it really sort of interesting and it sounds like uh sounds like it sounds like there was a lot of gm stuff in there yeah definitely uh of uh, the american uh, classics if that makes sense uh you know, dad to this day still drives a GMC pickup and uh, definitely loves working on the cars and and making sure everything's clean and, and organized. And, you know, as you said, you know, he does all of his own work. He's a big motor guy, too. And, 
And we're, like I said, we're in the process of finalizing the 69 Grand Prix with a four-speed, which was a really rare vehicle in its day. Yeah. But my, my father actually had one in his day when he was younger, so he found the opportunity to get another one, and now we're restoring it. So, yeah, you know, I'm going to, I'm in the process of, uh, of ordering a 2022 C8. I'm going to go with the Z06 for that. That'll be a real nice, stable car. Yeah. Um, really, really like the C8. I had the opportunity to test both the hardtop and the convertible, and I really, really liked them, and I think that that'll be a really good addition to the stable. But, yeah, you know, Grasso's Garage is a is a really cool, uh, a different type of an article. Um, not only do we talk about the vehicle that we're, we're uh, you know, testing for the week, but we try to attribute what consumers would be using it for and how it fits in the consumer market and it's not necessarily about all the goods of the vehicle or all the bads of the vehicle but it's just more about how the vehicle can be used what accoutrements it has that makes it signify different from something else and you know the grasso's garage article just uh you know it, it really it fits all readers because as you know in the newspaper business the older clientele is is historically your readers but we're, we're attributing a lot of the stories towards uh, new readers and current readers and existing readers, and this article does a lot of that by keeping everyone engaged in what the vehicle's purpose is, what consumers like about the vehicle, what they don't like about the vehicle, but you know, a lot of articles are just about the vehicle and why it's good and what the goods and the pros and the cons and the goods and the bads. This is just more about what the vehicle can do and offer, and then we let sort of you know the readers make their own decisions. I get a lot of emails and a lot of feedback from people saying, hey, thank you so much for reviewing the Kia Telluride. Uh, my daughter has three kids, and it's a great vehicle for her. We love it. you know." Or, um, hey, the Hyundai Palisades, do you like it better than the Kia Telluride, and can you tell me why? Um, you know, And that's sort of what the article's about, and we really have a lot of success with that. Okay, I'm going to ask you that question. Do you like the Telluride better than the Palisade? <laughs> I actually do. Yeah, I am a Telluride fan. Yeah, I I am for for one sole reason. I like the idea it has a regular shifter. Yeah, I do like that as well. I, I'm yeah. really uh, against the push button. Yeah, um, you know that's not really my my scene, but uh, I do yeah. like the shifter. I really yeah. like the exterior looks of the Kia. Right. Tell you right, I right. think that the yeah. the square LED headlights is a really good addition. You can see it coming from a mile away. You know exactly yeah. what it is, yeah. and it's just really really comfortable. They they did a really good job. You could tell that they had the consumer in mind rather than profitability in mind, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, no it really was. And, and an amazing price point considering everything that goes into it. Unfortunately, it looks like in some cases they're, uh, because of shortage, they're, they're pricing them way above sticker price. But again, popularity, popularity kind of dictates the price sometimes. Uh, people can read Grasso's Garage in the Boston Herald on what day? Uh, it runs every Saturday in the Boston Herald and... Uh, for our Massachusetts readers, it runs on Sunday in the Lowell Sun. There you go. Well, and I want to thank you also. You have worked to place the Car Doctor Q&A column in some of your New York papers, and I appreciate that as well. So Absolutely. it's uh, uh, we get we get a lot of we get a lot of emails from uh, uh, towns that towns that I don't know up up around Saratoga and all up that way. Always always good to always good to know you know kind of where everybody is and somehow they find me. So always try to help people with that. And I want to thank you, Mark, for taking a little time out of your Saturday morning and joining us on the Car Doctor program. Absolutely, thanks, John. This was fantastic. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you this morning. All right, take care, Mark. Have a, Have great, a great rest day. of the weekend. Yep. Bye bye. That was Mark Grasso. He is. Uh, 
he he pens the column Grasso's Garage. Uh, he's a really interesting guy. I I met him a few years ago at one of the New England Motor Press meetings, and um, you know he told me he was writing writing some columns, and he never really said what he really did at the garage until one day, uh, or really did at the paper until one day I asked him, and I was uh, I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. So, uh, again, he has some really interesting things. When we come back, we're going to talk about the car that got me around a little bit this week, which was the um, which was the Hyundai Sonata, but not just a regular Sonata, a Hyundai Sonata N-Line, which is the performance version of the Hyundai. And we'll talk about that. And also, um, I picked it up yesterday, and I really haven't driven it because it needs to be kind of pristine, we do our annual New England Motor Press Association uh, summertime rally where we go from the Lars Anderson Auto Museum up to Maine. And um, I picked up a Mustang Mach 1. And uh, that's, sitting, that's sitting under a car cover at my house where it can stay nice and clean until we go to use it. Uh, I hated to do anything that has real low profile tires on it. Hated to, you know, any chance of hitting a pothole or anything like that. So I just sort of put it away. But uh, powerful, fun, nostalgic ride. So interesting stuff. Uh, our phone number is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. Phone lines are wide open if you would like to join us. Uh, Biff is manning the phones, as always, doing a great job running the board, answering the phones, doing everything he does. Let's take a break and pay some bills. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program, 800-370-1049. Grill and Chill Tip is brought to you by New Hampshire Liquor and Wine Outlet. When cooking meat outdoors, allow food to come to room temperature. Allow cooked foods to rest for 15 minutes unsliced. This allows the juices to redistribute. The bigger the piece of meat, the longer it should rest. Do you have a cocktail recipe that's the hit of every party? Ever wondered if you have what it takes to earn the title Mixology Master? New Hampshire Liquor and Wine Outlet is turning to you during their 10th annual Summer Fun Tour to find the most inventive drinks ever. Enter your recipe to win some amazing prizes, like a trip to Napa Valley or a weekend distillery experience in Louisville. Cocktails will be judged on appearance, creativity, and taste. Enter now through Labor Day. Learn more at nhsummerfun.com. We can't wait to see what you mix up. Please drink responsibly. Lion Wah Auto Group is now hiring. There are dozens of employment opportunities available in any of their eight dealerships located in Peabody, Burlington, Nashua, and Bedford, New Hampshire. Consider a position as an entry-level or experienced technician, sales or sales support, finance, valets, and more. Lion Wah Auto Group is an award-winning dealer group who gives back to the communities in which they serve. Join the Lion Wah team where employees are valued and recognized. For more details, visit lwagcareers.com. That's lwagcareers.com. Hi folks, this is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. Did you know that professional builders and remodelers choose Anderson Windows more than any other brand in the United States? And if you're thinking about replacing the windows in your home, you should see the Anderson Woodwright replacement windows, which can add considerable value to any home. See the Anderson Windows on display at Moynihan Lumber in Beverly, North Reading, and Plastown, New Hampshire, or visit us at MoynihanLumber.com. Moynihan Lumber. 
have your morning coffee with me, Mark Friedman, host of Dollars and Cents, each and every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. We'll start your day with financial advice in a language you can understand. Our phone number is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. If you have a question or a comment, uh, feel free to call in and ask. We will try to do the very best we can to try to come up with uh, with uh, some answers to your questions. And again, that number is 800-370-1049. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the... Hyundai Sonata, which was uh, which, um, pretty pretty hard to argue with the Hyundai Sonata. The Hyundai Sonata is a mid-sized car. Think of it as a um, Toyota Camry, Honda Accord sort of vehicle. Um, but they came out with a performance version, and Hyundai calls their performance like uh, not quite, but we'll say Hyundai calls their performance version sort of like Mercedes calls. You know, the AMG cars, the performance cars, an AMG car. Well, the N-Line is a 290 or 290 horsepower car, um, 295 horsepower, somewhere in that range. Um, the interior has these kind of unique sports seats with a little bit extra bolstering. Um, it uses a uh, eight-speed uh, dual-clutch transmission, so it's sort of a standard shift without a clutch so different than an automatic transmission that you can shift manually which kind of tricks it into it or whether it's a um, or whether it's a CVT transmission the continually variable transmission and even those have some manual settings but all it really does is sort of fool you into thinking it this is this is really a dual clutch style transmission it's a wet clutch which is the more um, how can I put it? Probably a more reliable version than some of the other dual clutch transmissions. This is similar to what uh, the European transmissions use, so I think it's just a little bit more reliable. Uh, the the N the N line version of the Sonata, and again, the Sonata is a great car. It's got a big big trunk, comfortable back seat. Four people can sit in it comfortably. Five in a pinch. Uh, the rear spoiler has. Um, is very is unique to the N line. Uh, also, it's available with all kinds of you know premium options. You know premium Bose stereo system, and some uh, features you can get the Hyundai Digital Key, so you can program your phone. So you walk up to the car with your phone, and it recognizes it. So you don't even need a key fob. Um, it also has this um, twelve or thirteen inch wide. I didn't measure it, but it has this. Um, digital display, digital dash display, and what's kind of nice about it is you can you can tinker with it. You can, you know, set it on sports setting and it gives you it gives you a different look. Um, it has the uh, it has the um, turn signal indicator where you put on the turn signal all of a sudden the the left side where the speedometer would be all of a sudden becomes the left camera so you can see into your blind spot so you can look at all different and 
you can see, you know, kind of what's going on. You you put the right side on, all of a sudden the tachometer becomes a right side portal of what's going on behind you. And again, kind of kind of a neat thing. And again, it's uh, you know, kind of a. I find this a little bit odd, but uh, it also has a rear occupant alert. And I guess not just for your occupant, but it has a rear occupant alert. So if you get out of your car and you forget, you know, I forgot Biff in the back of my car again. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's hate a reminder. That, hate when that happens. <laughs> a reminder. Uh, but also, um, you know, kids, kids, unfortunately, do get forgetting in cars. You know, pets sometimes, I guess, too. But it has a rear occupant alert. Also, it's it doesn't just detect the occupant. It detects if the, the rear door was opened and then it wasn't reopened again. So if you put a bag or a backpack or a briefcase. Do people still carry briefcases? I don't think so. But I, I don't. I don't. I think those are long gone. Yeah, get long gone. But while, while I'm interrupting, could I ask a couple of questions? Absolutely. Uh, first question. What is a wet clutch? Um, there, these dual clutch transmissions. Some of them are um, a dry clutch, which means they're just mechanical, similar to a manual transmission style clutch. Where, um, if you've ever looked at a manual transmission, when you take the transmission out, there's a pressure plate, and there's a there's a clutch disc and a bearing that pushes down on the pressure plate that allows the clutch disc to spin free. And uh, some of the vehicle manufacturers were using what's referred to as dual clutches automatics, which means one automatically disengages while the other one engages, which is how you can shift through the gears without an actual clutch pedal. A wet clutch is similar, but it has a better feeling shift property when it happens. So we see wet clutch transmissions in things like Porsche and Audi, and maybe you don't see them in, you know, the Ford Focus with the dual clutch transmission. Uh, so it's a, it's a it's a better feel. Uh, it's it it requires about the same amount of maintenance, so almost none. It is less prone to also overheating. Uh, some of the other dry clutch style transmissions. Uh, when you're similar to if you've ever been in a true standard transmission and you sort of ride the clutch a little bit, you're sitting on a hill and you're giving a little gas and you're letting up on the clutch and you're giving a little gas and you're letting up on the clutch and all sure. of a sudden you, yep. Yep. you smell clutch burning, yep. uh, you can actually do that with a dual clutch transmission. You can actually cause clutch wear by sort of stepping on the gas and not really moving. Uh, the wet clutch transmissions don't seem to have that problem. Oh, okay. So, well, thank Did you. That for help? That. Yep. No, that thank help? you for that. Yeah. And I, I guess the it, the second is not really a question; it's more of a comment. You mentioned that you can program your phone, so you won't need your fob when you just when you approach your car your car with your phone, it will recognize you and yeah. away yeah. you go. So, if you lose your phone, not only do you lose your phone, you lose your car. And uh, how often has your phone battery gone dead? Um. um Often, I mean, it happens. Often. It yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. How often has you know has a key fob battery gone dead? Uh, not as often. Not as often. But yeah. So I think it's it's I think it's kind of a. We made it do it because we knew how to do it. I don't know if anyone really needed it, 
What is kind of nice with the Hyundai app, though, is you can also look a lot, look at a lot of things about the car. So you can bring it up, and you can find out. You know, you know, you can remind yourself where it's parked. You can, you can, you can get a lot of kind of maintenance information about it. You can remote car start your car with your with your phone. So there's a lot of things you can kind of do with it that makes it a little bit more unique. Uh, but to me, it's like if you're already, I think most people would probably carry the fob as a backup, just in case that the phone didn't work. So. To me, it seems like now all of a sudden you're carrying two keys to your car. Now everybody carries a phone with them anyway, so, and I don't do it because maybe I just don't do it, but you see people all the time walking, driving, whatever they're doing, and, you know, one, you know, one hand has their phone in it, and, you know, they're, they're going to their car, and there's, you know, the, their phone is in their hand, and maybe they just kind of looked at that and said, hey, you know, they get their phone in their hand already, might as well use it as a key, so... Um, and again, it could be generational. Maybe it's just not what I do. So, uh, but uh, but there is there is a lot of technology, and not just in the end line, but in a lot of Hyundai vehicles. You know, I will say this one had driver attention warning, which means oh, if I'm not paying attention, it beeps at me and tells me to take a break. It seemed to do that a lot. So it's either too sensitive, or I'm a horrible driver, one of the other. <laughs> so, so, and it had, uh, you know, uh, cruise control with um, smart cruise control, which means, you know, it keeps the, keeps the distance between you and the car in front of you constant. So if the car in front of you slows down, you slow down. But it also goes right down to a stop. So if you're, if you're in typical going in and out of Boston traffic, and by the way, if you haven't, if you haven't been in and out of Boston traffic, it's back. It's back. Um, oh, no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's at, I would say it is easily at pre-pandemic levels right now. So, uh, but it has this smart cruise control with stop and go. So if you're stuck in stop and go traffic and you set the cruise control for whatever, 55, um, you're going to be in stop and go traffic and the car is going to go when it wants to go. So a lot of interesting technology in this car, but also 290 horsepower out of a turbocharged uh, intercooled four-cylinder engine. Um which uh, I, sh- I should take that same engine and you know put it in my car. It'd be uh, I don't think Hyundai would mind. I, they're both Hyundai's. You know they'll get they'll get my little wheezy engine back, and you know this one I'll have more power in my car. But they, <laughs> I think they, they might. I think they might they, mind, John. Yeah, they might mind. Yeah, you think they'd notice? You think you think they when might, it goes? Yeah. You know when it when it goes to Mark Rosso when he goes, hey Sonata Endline, I've I've heard all about this, and <laughs> and then uh, and then he goes, hey this this is kind of wheezy. What's going on with this? And Open the hood and see that. Oh, that explains it. So I have, so. I have yet another question. Yes, sir. And this actually came up with uh, my mom, who is a huge car doctor fan. She's listening now. Well, thank a- you. And uh, um, so she has a Mini Cooper, and she loves her little Mini Cooper. She's mm-hmm. uh, she's a eighty something year old woman, and she does a great job with her Mini Cooper. And she had two fobs. And she gave me the fob that she hadn't used for a while, and I went out to move the car, and the fob's battery had died. Uh. So, John, I jump in my car, I drive 200 miles away from my house, uh, I spend the day at relatives, and then it's time to go home, and my fob has died. How do I start my car? Um, Well, first off, tucked inside the fob, there's a key, so you can get in your car. So, um, generally, if you look at the fob, there's a... a, Does she have an actual key? I... Don't, don't 
don't think so. I, okay, I, that's good. If, if, okay. if John, if she does, yeah. I'm too dumb to find it. Yeah. Well, there's somewhere there, probably where the, um, probably where sort of like the key ring portion would attach to the fob. Um, there's probably mm -hmm. a little button you can slide it out, and there's an actual little key, so you can get in the car. And then typically, even though the fob is dead. You know, won't unlock, you know, maybe it unlocks the doors, but it won't start the car. Generally, if you take that fob and put it right up against the push button that you use to start the car, there's just enough energy left in there so it recognizes it and really? it make it start the car. Yeah. Yeah. And so. if it doesn't, you're. Oh, then you're, then you're in trouble. AAA, but, here we but, come. Yeah. Yeah. And, but, and some of them, some of them aren't just a push button. Some of them, there'll be a little, kind of a uh, hash, ma hash mark looking thing on the dash and it says hold the fob up to here and it's just it's so close that's where the receiver is so it knows oh yeah I can I can there's enough signal here so I can get you home so um, yeah you can you can pretty much you can pretty much always get the car to start and again if you didn't have the key and even sometimes some cars uh, when you look at where you would think a key should be on the door, you go, well, there's no hole. There's no keyhole. How do I get it in? There's a little plastic cover maybe on the door handle that pops off. And then, oh, look, there's a keyhole there. And then you take the little key out of the fob and you go, oh, I stick it in here, turn it. And then you get inside the car and hopefully the fob has just enough, just enough energy left in it to get the car going. And then you're off. You're off to go. Well, thank you for that. So yeah. I guess I can hold myself responsible for us going to uh, break a little bit late this time with all my questions. I apologize. But well, I, we, I appreciate We, we, I, we, we I, do I, need to take a break, though. We, we, we're here to answer questions, whether they're yours <laughs> or our readers. So well, we're I appreciate all here. that. I appreciate yeah, that. We're, we're here for all that. So if you have a question like, like Biff does. You don't, well, Biff doesn't have to call the 800 number. I hardly but, had to, no. Yeah, yeah but because he's got control over all of that. But if you want, if you have a question about your car, about your key fob, about your oil changes, about your anything to do with your vehicle, uh, give us a call at 800-370-1049. And we need to take a break. We'll be right back. Faces and places in motion become all the from Agway of Danvers and Agway of Waltham. Summertime means you'll be needing bait to catch the big one from the Big Daddy's fishing section. We carry worms, shiners, mealworms, and lures year-round. Soon it's time to start canning jams, jellies, and tomatoes. We just received in a large selection of ball jars in every shape and size. If you're into wild bird, we have a colorful selection of hummingbird feeders and supplies. If you're like me and like to plan ahead, call now to order your firewood and wood pellets at our summer prices. Believe it or not, winter is coming. Visit us in Waltham or at 9 Wenham Street in Danvers. 
breaking news at Misho Mitsubishi in Danvers. The 2022, that's right, not a 21, 2022 Outlander has arrived, and wow, what a ground-up new design. Dad, I am obsessed with the new look of this car. It looks like it's from a different planet. You've heard Back to the Future? You remember the Mitsubishi Montero everyone was talking about? This is the 22 Outlander. This 22 Outlander is a seven-passenger vehicle, fully equipped with all the latest technology, forward collision mitigation, rear braking control, and this Outlander gets great gas mileage. Let's not forget about the Eclipse Cross. That has arrived too. A 2022 Eclipse Cross. What a design. Ultimately, what we're trying to say here is we've got product. And it's all redesigned with a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. You can't go wrong with a Mitsubishi right now. Misho Mitsubishi, Route 114 in Danvers, MishoMitsubishi.com. from Local Eats with Erica and Donnie. Join us this Saturday at noon on the North Shore 1049 Facebook page as we check out all the great places to eat, drink on the North Shore, Merrimack Valley, and beyond. This week we're featuring El Potro Mexican Bar and Grill on Merrimack Street in Lowell. Local Eats is brought to you by Acardi Foods. Tune in to Local Eats with Erica and Donnie on the North Shore 1049 Facebook page this Saturday starting at noon. Good morning everyone. I'm Mark Resenthal with you on this Saturday. Here is your North Shore 1049 forecast serving the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. For today, a murky start, then becoming variably cloudy. It'll be buggy in the 70s, low 80s perhaps. Watch for pop-up showers and storms. Cloudy, buggy overnight. There could be some occasional showers and storms. It'll be in the upper 60s. Tomorrow, variable clouds. It'll sun, buggy, 70s, low 80s. Watch for more pop-up showers and storms. You can expect some low weather here on Monday. Weather forecast being brought to you by Rival Homes. They cover the North Shore with residential and commercial sales, rentals, investment opportunities, fixes and flips. Call 978-869-4584 online at ryvalhomes.com. For local North Shore, 1049, I'm Mark Resenthal. Welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems. I just want to talk before, you know, we used to we used to talk about cars on this program. And Biff reminds me about that every once in a while that, you know, we used to do that. Um, but uh, I, every once in a while I get odd things in the mail. And I got a, uh, I got a sample of beef jerky. And... When people are going on road trips, you know, people bring all kinds of weird snacks with them. And I always thought beef jerky was a good snack. I usually think grapes are a perfect snack because it kind of satisfies your thirst and keeps you from getting hungry. But this is a company called Old Trapper. And it's um, it's a zero-sugar beef jerky. Um, probably not low-calorie or healthy, probably, but it tastes good. And... Uh, you know, if you see it in a store, Old old Trapper Zero Sugar Beef Jerky, uh, pretty good snack. And I think it was my I think it was my lunch the last two days in a row. So, uh, but uh, it sounds like pretty good traveling food. If you were if you were hungry, a little extra protein while you're driving, can't hurt. Mm-hmm, good, and that's good for you too, John. I don't I don't I, I don't know how I don't know how good beef jerky is, but because it doesn't have sugar <laughs> in it, it's got to be a little bit better there for you. you go. So, let's, yeah, let's forget hey, let's, all let's, let's, let's forget all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, but let's talk to let's talk to Frank. Hey, Frank. Good morning. Morning, John Paul. How are you, sir? I got, 
Pretty good. I got my daughter's car. It's a Ford Fusion 2008. And she's got a moon, sunroof, whatever it is. Yep. And the yep. manual cover that's underneath, it blocks out the sunlight. It only yep. goes halfway and it stops. And it's, it's not electric or anything. It's a hand slide. Yep. And I look at the track and I can't find nothing in the track that's stopping it. You know what I mean? And it feels like yeah. it's hitting a stop. Like it's, You know what I'm saying? It's like solidly hitting... Uh, halfway across so the yeah. sunlight comes in. He's yeah. To cover the yeah. black plastic thing. She's got magnetic yeah, that, on the roof. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, that's one of those things that you're going to have to pull it all apart and see what's holding, see what's holding it, holding it up there because, like you said, there's, there's, you can't see anything. Everything looks like it's where it's supposed to be, but there's, uh, um, you know, to be able to, to be able to look at it and you know figure out what it is, but you know there that's you know you just have to uh, unfortunately you have to kind of take it apart. And if you look at the if you look at the mechanism, if you look at that sliding mechanism, there is a there is a um, like a stop built into it. And who knows what that stop's getting hung up on? But to get to it, you got to take the headliner down. And then you got to disconnect all of the. Um, there's probably three or four or five. I don't know drain hoses, and then disconnect all the electrical connector. But the only way you're going to get to it is to um, take the headliner down. Headliner has to come down. Yeah, yeah. That's the only well, way. How, how's that yeah. fastened up? You know. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not. It's not going to be pretty getting the headliner down out of there. Um, um, <laughs> oh no! You know, you know. You, well, you know. Just think of you know the pieces that are holding it in place. There's you know those grab handles. You know, uh, you know in the on the pasture side, the sun visors are in the way. Um, the grab handle on the um, you know in the rear. There's probably one. There's a couple of screws mm. and and bolts and stuff. You got to take the. Um, Chances are there's that dome light, map light assembly thing near the front. You'd have to take that all down. So there's a there's there's a lot of bits and pieces and clips that hold that in place. Um, so so it's you know, it's, labor intensive activity. It's 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 a little bit and um, and I'm not sure I'm not sure why, but um, I was just. And maybe there's some trick around this that I that I don't know. You, um, but you also have to take the um, the the trim panel, the pieces that run up um, between the doors, the the pillar panels. You have to remove those. Um, and if it has one of those self dimming rearview mirrors, you got to disconnect all that electrical connections. Uh, so there's a whole lot of stuff going on. Um, to get it off, and here's a here's a scary part. Um, I while we were talking, if you could tell in the hesitation of my voice, I started looking up what you're really supposed to do. And for some ah. reason, yeah, for some reason, I, I got ninety nine percent of it right, going by memory. But for some reason, you also need to remove the driver's seat and the rear seat cushion. <laughs> yeah. What and it says here, yeah, well, here, here's what it says. Remove the driver's seat and rear seat cushion. Position the wow. passenger seat fully forward and fully recline. Open the four passenger assist handle covers. 
remove the bolts and handles, uh, remove the oh, a pillar trim. I missed that one. Uh, disconnect the wiring harness and connector and the two push pins. If if equipped, uh, yeah, the rearview mirror thing. And then it says remove the sun visor, sun visor clips. And then it says avoid bending or crimping the headliner. An assistant is required for this step. And then it says remove the headliner through the through the left hand rear door. What? Only yeah. the left hand rear door. Only through the left hand rear door. So um, not the right, not the right hand door through the left hand rear door. So and I guess because uh, you have to take the seat out because you know that's like that's like a cardboard headliner thing. So if you tried to bend it, you'd probably break it. So that's why you got to take the driver's seat out and the and the cushion so you can you know tilt it down to one side to get it out. All that just to get to the. To the head, to the that sunshade. So, um, you so know, do so, they sell a product that blacks out the uh, the moon? Well, you, you can, uh, you know, seriously, seriously, you could, you could go, you could go get either the moonroof tinted, or you can get this static cling stuff that um, they they sell it. I've seen it in stores, and people will put it in their side view mirrors so their kids don't get baked by the sun. And it's uh -huh. just static cling, so you just wet the glass and stick it on it, and that you know that might be you know that might be just enough to kill the kill the sun and should be comfortable in the car. The, the only other thing, the only other thing is yank the thing really hard and see what happens. You know, yeah. <laughs> will this will this will the static cling stay on at sixty five miles an hour? Going well, you put, on, you put it on you put it you put it you put it on the inside. Oh, it's on the inside. Yeah, put it on the inside. Put the static clean oh, stuff on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. wondering how it was yeah. going to stay yeah. on the outside. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you the could, shape. or you could go to a window tint place and just say, "Hey, look, uh, you know, can you look at this? I'm sure you guys look at sunroofs all the time, but if you if you can't fix it, can you just can you just stick a piece of tint up there, real dark tint, and then right, then you're done." Probably better for you anyway. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, but for the same vehicle, right? Um, the tie rod ends on this yeah. vehicle, right? I had replaced them before, or whatever. But I don't know which ones I did. There's an inner and an outer, you There's know. An inner and outer. So, um, so I call up the uh, the, uh, uh, the store, the the A store. You know, I'm yeah. not going to say the yeah. name. Yeah. But, uh, AutoZone, whatever. But yeah, yeah, that's right. I figured they had the computer, you know, that they could tell me whether it was the inner or the outer there on the passenger side was gone or whatever there. Yeah. You know, the, which one I replaced, because I don't know if I replaced all four of them on this vehicle or not. You'd know if you replaced the inner he, ones. He looks it up on the computer and he can't find out the information uh, on it. Yeah. And I'm saying, like, well, what the heck good is the computer there? I mean, you know, I'm old school. I'm 73. I'm going, like, what the heck's good is the computer there if I have to go, you know, look for my slip? But she might well, have it. I well, well you'd, you'd know... You'd know if you replace the inner tie rod end because the inner tie rod end is part of the rack, so you you end up replacing the inner tie rod end in the boot. Um, so it's uh, it, right. it's it's a lot more work. The inner t the outer tie rod ends um, just pop off and unscrew, so a little bit easier to do. So chances are you probably replace the outer tie rod ends. I would guess. Oh, okay. um, yeah, because there is an inner. Yeah, there is an inner, and a lot of times what happens when the inners get badly worn because um, the uh, the inner is part of the steering rack sometimes some people say you know what why don't we just put a remanufactured steering rack in um, it's only a couple hours labor to 
take out the old rack and put the new one in, and it comes with all new tie rod ends. So you you're done. You know, so um, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. depending on how you know what's worn, so right, it's gonna go to the garage uh, yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. So I'll, I'll have yeah, to so yeah, I, I, yeah. The the uh, the inner the outer tie rod ends probably only a half an hour on each side. The inner tie rod ends um, is a lot more work and. Uh, and you know, depending on depending on you know replacing them, it can get it can get it can get you know more more trouble and uh, and more expensive. And you know, the parts yeah. not terribly expensive. The inner tie run ends not terribly expensive, but the labor to replace the inner tie run ends just just more work. So um, in in yeah. in some cases, uh, like I said, I. I I know sh- some shops. They'll like they'll look at it and they'll go. You know what? It isn't. It isn't even really. It isn't even really. Re- you know. Let's let's not even bother. But I think replacing the inner tie rod ends is probably closer to, you know, maybe an hour and a half or so extra labor time. So, like I said, two hours labor, new rack. Racks are you know keep getting cheaper and cheaper. So, you know, maybe that's yeah. the way to go. Yeah. Depending on the wear, you may find it's the outer tie rod end, and you're fine. The, you know, the funny thing is, when I took it for inspection a year ago, you know, it, it passed, right? And then she took it to another garage for something else, and they said, oh, your tie rod end is gone. And I'm saying, like, geez, that's funny. It's only a couple of months after the inspection. Yeah. He's um, wrong. Uh, you know, it could be either the inspection garage was not paying super attention, or they thought it was a little bit worn, but not worn enough to worry about, or the... Wherever she took it, maybe she took it in for alignment, and they were like, "Oh, there's a little bit of wear here. You better replace it." So, you know, some yeah, sometimes so people, you know, there's there's wear and there's wear. That's the only thing. I can right. Say. Uh, so okay. now this time he caught it. He caught yep. the uh, loose tie rod in yep. on this. Oh, he did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, chances uh, chances are, I mean, the most common thing is the outer ends wear. Um, so that's probably what what's gone, but. At uh, you know, whatever this thing is, thirteen years old now, could be a little bit of anything. Yeah, I feel like one hundred thirty-four thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low miles. I'm, I'm, as far as the safety issue, she can't get it fixed till Tuesday. But I'm saying, like, usually they can't come apart, right? The tie rod in. You know well, it depends how bad. Depends how bad it is. Ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a ball. It's a ball and socket joint, and if it's really, 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 really bad. Um, it can pop, yeah. But that's really, really, really bad. You know that that's clunking and banging. You know that's making a lot of noise. But right, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't take it. You know, if if she said, "Oh, I'm just going to take a quick drive to Florida and turn around and come back," I wouldn't do that. Right. Yeah. She yeah. had just taken the car before the yeah. inspection up to Hampshire, there yeah. up to yeah. like Amity Lake. But, oh, all right. Yeah. Um, I didn't know the thing was bad. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, so, I think you'd need to buy her a new car. <laughs> yeah, but I got twelve daughters. Oh, okay. Well, you gotta buy. You gotta buy twelve cars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm riding around in the 2008 Ford F-150. Yeah, my yeah. wife's got a 2008 E-150. So there, I mean, there you go. There you go. You're all. You're all set. Hey, Frank, we gotta get going. We gotta take another break. But thanks. Thanks, thanks for the call. Me. Thanks for the information. All right. Take care. Call. All right. Bye bye. We'll be right back. This is the Car Doctor program on North Shore 104.9. We'll be right back. Hi, 
have you on. I'm a Thal. Here is today's North Shore 1049 Beach and Boating Forecast being brought to you by Obishan Hardware. For the Baraders today, northeast winds 5 to 10 knots. We have a high tide coming up in Gloucester this evening at 544. Seas 1 to 2 feet. Visibility starting off poor will slowly improve. Water temps mostly in the 60s and at the beach. Lots of clouds. Could be a little peekaboo sun. It'll be in the 70s, but watch for scattered showers and storms. A tanning factor maybe of a 5. That's my beach and boating forecast. I'm Mark Rosenthal. Have you tried shopping with Obershawn Hardware online? Whether at home, on your boat, or at the beach, it's easy and convenient to order things you need right at hardwarestore.com. Plus, when you order online for the first time, you'll save 10% up to $10. And who wouldn't like an extra 10 bucks in their pocket? So the next time you need a few things, just visit hardwarestore.com, place your order, and choose in-store pickup or curbside. It's easy. Obershawn Hardware will fix you right up. Queen's Gambit is the area's newest full-service family game and hobby store. Located in the Village Mall at 436 Broadway in Methuen, Queen's Gambit offers the newest games and all the classics for sale or rent. That's right. They have an extensive board game library available for in-store play or to take home. And your first game rental is free. Try it Tuesdays lets you play rental games in-store all day for free. Open Tuesdays through Saturdays from noon to 10, Sundays till 8. Start a weekly family or friends game night. Details at queensgambitgames.com. I'm Anne-Marie Casey, director of the North of Boston CVB. People say you don't know what you've got until it's gone. Truth is, you knew what you had, you just never thought you'd lose it. This last year has been devastating for our tourism industry. As the world begins to open up, it's time to show your support and love my local Massachusetts. Visit museums, catch a show, or spend a night at a beautiful Oceanside Resort. For more ideas, visit northofboston.org. Sponsored by the North of Boston Convention and Visitors Bureau and the Massachusetts Office of Travel and Tourism. Hey, this is Aurelia Nelson. We are back. Things are opening up, and it's time to talk about arts on the air. Find out who's opening, what's going on, what you can do, how to access all the great local performance and artistic and cultural events happening all over the North Shore. Tune in Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. for Arts on the Air. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. Remember, coming up next, Dave Seymour in Real Estate Revealed. Always learn something when I listen to that. Always learn. I've probably been doing everything mostly wrong. How about you, Bill? Oh, same, exactly right. It's like, <laughs> nope, yeah. I didn't do that. Nope, I didn't yep, do that. Yep, yep, yep. That's why he has a lot yep. of money and I don't. Yeah, so no, I just listen and just you know just put my hands yeah. on my head. But a yeah. great show, a very interesting great, show. Great, a lot, you great always show. learn yep. something. Yep, absolutely. So uh, uh, it's always good, always good to hear him. And again, one of these days we got to get him on the show. And just uh, I don't know to, what we'll talk about to. exactly, but we'll talk about something. He's so. an interesting dude. Yeah. No, absolutely. Hey, uh, I think we're almost out of time for the hour. I think this we, hour uh, flew by pretty quick. And, it really and, did. and the only thing I really want to know does Frank really have twelve daughters? Well, that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he, uh, Frank has kind of an unusual uh, sense of humor, and I just love Frank's laugh. No, no, no. I, Frank, Frank's between uh, Mark Rosso and Frank, it made the whole show. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Hey, well, that music means we gotta we gotta go. We gotta step aside for Real Estate Revealed with Dave Seymour. So until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and if you see Biff on the road somewhere. Um, Show him how to check his oil. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.